Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV. It's time for the match preview show ahead of Liverpool versus Everton. Yes, the Merseyside derby is upon us tomorrow afternoon. Delighted to say I'm joined by Sam, by John and by Scott to talk through this one. And the first comment I'm going to bring up straight away from <laughs> Dylan. I'm going to bring the lads. It says, ha ha, lads. No way, you've got Scott from Love Island on the show. So, yeah, it, uh, I'm not going to call you Scott from Love Island because I think no, that's no, quite no, disrespectful. No. I'm I do say, have a second name to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a spelter second name, by the way. <laughs> I was just looking at it. Like, yeah. It was long on the screen, wasn't it? It's Vandus. Uh, in, in the Dutch way, it's uh, Vanderslaus, but Van Slaus. To, all, to all people are a bit simple, aren't we? So, Vanderslaus, yeah. Vanderslaus, I was going to say, that's what I was going with. But it's, um, yeah, he's, he's, just, he's Scott from Love Island, no, it's Scott who used to play Liverpool Academy as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Scott knows his footy and he has a big red as well, which is the most important thing for this one. Um, might as well start with you, Scott, mate. Um, let's start into it. The, the derby tomorrow, Liverpool in another early kickoff after an international break, and it's a derby game as well. Are there any butterflies, nerves, concerns along those things? Because Liverpool and early kickoffs aren't great. Liverpool after the break aren't great. The fact that it's a derby, or are you, are you relatively confident? I think I'm always relatively confident going into the Everton game at Anfield. Yeah. I, uh, I can't remember the last time they beat us with fans there. I think it's been about 20, 20 years. They, they obviously always come at us about the uh, the game. Behind closed doors, behind closed doors, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I also seen a thing where I think we've had seven more early kickoffs than than the next. I think it was Spurs <laughs> had six or something. So I don't, I don't think the Premier League like us with this or the or the TV channels anyway. Um, but yeah, they like the annoying little brother, aren't they? So literally, yeah, I I think we'll be all right. I suppose as well, uh, John. The interesting thing with Everton is that actually they. This year they've been rubbish at home, but pretty good on the road. But this doesn't account as being on the road. Technically, they're at, they're at Anfield, yeah. a ground where Scott Riley says they, ne- they never win. They had that COVID game, and even that one was a bit of a, a dodgy VAR. Calvert-Lewin kicked someone in the back of the head and got a penalty for it, kind of thing. So it, it wasn't, you know, that's literally what happened. So it, it kind of negates that because it's funny because Paul spoke to Baz on the Oppo preview on, on Plus the other day, and he was like, we are better away from home, but like, does this count as away from home for Everton because it's the yeah. derby, you know what I mean? It's hard because I think they've been a bit different this year, Everton. I think he, they're not quite the dice team I expect. They're not quite two big lads up front, two wingers, two, two in midfield. They've gone a bit more, and whether that's because he knows there's three teams in, in the league worse than this year, I'm not sure, but or whether it's just because He's not put the more, put the house on Calvert Lewin, which every other manager's done for the last five years. Um, but they seem a bit more away from home. They seem a bit more sort of controlled, I guess is the way I'd put it. They seem a bit more sort of on top of it and a bit less risk averse than they've been, in, in, you know, a bit less wide open than they've been under other managers. Um, but I think Anfield just gets in their heads, doesn't it? Like any time they come here, it's it's always. I, I always feel when we have a derby that like I get really like sort of like wound up about it for like the week before, and then the game happens, and I'm a bit like oh. 
all right, why did I need to, especially the Anfield game? You know what I mean, so yeah, absolutely. It tends to be that doing Sam, especially because like they talk about Derby belly and, and like and getting nervous before the Derby, and and you do feel I I feel I usually feel it on the morning. And John's right. Most of the time, by the end of it, it was like, what was I worried about? Even last year, mm-hmm. it was a pretty even game, and then Liverpool just scored two quick goals, and it's done, and the game's dead and buried. And that's the thing with these, I suppose, is that I think if you give them confidence, and actually we've got a comment here from Green, who says, this is a game where you don't want to concede the first early goal, don't give them any hope. And that's exactly what I was about to say. That The only way I ever can get something from this is if you allow them to grow into yeah. the game. If you do that stupid mistake or whatever, if, if it all goes to plan, like Scott says, Liverpool are just better than Everton, and you've got to just prove that. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think what we've got this time is firepower as well. Like, yeah. like you mentioned there about going one 0 down. I'm not too fussed. I don't want to go one 0 down, but I would be more confident now with the way we play now that if we do go one 0 down to Everton in previous seasons, you'd have been like, ah, oh, they're going to hang on it. They're just going to put ten men and all the subs in front of the the penalty area. But I do think now with what we've got and we're at Anfield, it's a derby. Early kickoff. I don't think comes into it because it's a derby. I do think that um, we'll. we'll We'll just deal with whatever comes at us. I'm expecting us, whether the scoreline reflects it, but to be comfortable in the game regardless. Like if it's 1 0, but we batter them and they just hung on for 1 0, or if it's 2 1 or whatever, but I do expect the scoreline, regardless of where it be, to probably not reflect the, the game. I think we'll batter them tomorrow in terms of possession, chances, and stuff like that. But yeah, our, our five strikers play a big part in this. Last 20, like what we didn't have against Brighton, that extra oomph off the bench we'll have now. And can they cope with that away? Got a comment here from Casper, who's actually an Everton fan, joining us. Who says, "Do you actually rate any of our players?" <laughs> and that, that, I, I, in terms of their threats, John has come to. It feels like Calvert-Lewin. If Calvert-Lewin plays with Everton, he's always a goal threat. I suppose they've got a decent workman-like midfield. They've been using Decore as like a number ten mm-hmm. kind of thing, but. Yeah, like it's a fair question. Like, do we reckon they're any good? <laughs> they're better than they have been in recent seasons. I think the core is probably the player who, when I've watched them, stood out the most in terms of he they seem to be. He's not quite like a ten, but he's like they're getting a bit of a song out of him in terms of he can sort of like box the box and put a pass in. Um, you need a top scorer or something, something like that. Yeah, and he's, he's and even if, even if not, he's involved in like all the build up and stuff. So he, you know, he's just sort of integral there. But I mean, the big one for them is always Calvert Lewin. But um, I've seen a lot of or I've seen bits when I've seen him this season of sort of Ghana, and he looks. I'll be interested to see if he starts. I don't know. I haven't seen their press conference. I don't know if he's fit or if there's any issues there. Like, but he, when I've seen him play for Everton this season, he's a young lad, he's he's been really good and sort of stood out amongst all the rest of them. Yeah. Scott, we'll move on to Liverpool now, mate. Um, just before we went live, Jurgen Klopp confirmed what we all kind of thought. Mm. Andy Robertson's done a show. He's going to say it's ten weeks out. Just an initial reaction, really. I mean, it's come at a, a horrendous time for Liverpool in a time where there's two games a week for the next forever. Really, yeah. It's. I mean. It, Obviously, and the fact that it happens on international duty, you kind of it hurts more, doesn't it? You'd, when a player gets injured for Liverpool, you can kind of not accept it, but it's like yeah. when it happens for Scotland, it's like oh my god, even yeah, worse. But no, no. it's 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 as bad as new, it's it's about as bad as a shoulder injury can be by all accounts. You need to say, John, it, it's it is a huge blow for the Reds. Yeah, well, I, I seen I didn't actually see the game, the Scotland game, but I seen the photo where I think his shirt was round his arm. As soon as you see that, you're, you're fearing the worst. But I think with 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 Simicast as a backup for the first time in. In probably, yeah, probably a while. I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right with someone, some someone getting injured. Just because a couple of years ago we had Milner going in at left back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Now we've actually got a backup where who can Simicast. Listen, don't get me wrong. He's hit and miss, but he's someone who can come in and especially at Anfield, he probably won't have to do that much defensive work. He's got a cross yeah. on him. He's got. He's he's not bad going forward. So, yeah, I think for for the, the for the few weeks going forward I'm obviously fearful but just in terms of of looking at it tomorrow I don't think it's it's a massive massive miss 
You were a goalie, wasn't you? When you I was a goalie. Have yeah. you ever done your shoulders? Because it's a, it's, a, it's a quite common injury, and if a goalie is to do the shoulders, yeah, it's, it very rarely see like I know most Salah is done by by Ramos, but you don't really often see players. It's, it is a, a, a quite a unique injury for for an outfield player to get. Yeah, I actually haven't I haven't done it myself, but I was at um, I was at Swansea a few years ago, and one of the other keepers in the squad he did it, and he come back from it, and he just he just never recovered from it, honestly. Whenever he, he coming into training, like he was, he was holding his shoulder after a dive. Like it, yeah, it's one of them that you just always sort of, especially as a goalkeeper, when you when you're getting up, when you're obviously going to the floor and getting up so much, you just don't really, yeah, you don't really recover from it with it. You've got to have surgery. I've got I've got a shoulder injury for, but if, it doesn't affect me playing footy as much now. But playing cricket, I can't bowl anymore properly anyway. Um, if you get surgery on it, you can recover. But if you don't, like man, the backside of me um, ligaments, so I can I'll never. It won't heal, but it won't get worse. But I, you just like yeah, you've got to have surgery. Yeah. The only thing I was bringing, I've actually replied to your tweet before. But you was obviously in here waiting for me. Was why haven't he already had the operation? I think it must be swelling. Do you guys want? It's, been, a, it's been like two weeks. There was a picture. Week. There was a picture of him the day outside Greg's, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> We've seen that, so he's, he's enjoying himself. Like, I thought he wouldn't have the op because I thought, well, usually it's like someone does the knee and they're in hospital the next day saying be back soon or did you do it. I was surprised that to see Klopp's comments. He's probably because he, he said that he he's probably going to have to have surgery, yeah, didn't he, he? He, he? And then all the journals have kind of influenced that. But what's that mean? They're going to wait a bit and see, and I then think decide. He said, they got a few opinions on it. Right. And then they've decided Sergi is the best option. So it looks like they've obviously waited yeah. to see if they can avoid it and they've turned out they can't. So Mohammed, he asked the question, will Costas play tomorrow? And that's the that's the obvious one. Yeah. It, it's got to, hasn't it? I know a few people have said, well, what about Gomez? Or can you move Quanta out there and go to more of a back three? But no. I suppose like what you said there, Scott, before, is that Costas just got a new contract. Yeah. If he's not going to play with Andy Robertson's out for 10 weeks, he, he doesn't, why is he here? This yeah. is, it's got to be his time. And, and, and to be fair, I do fear defensively sometimes when he is playing but just in a game like tomorrow where we're going to have most of the ball going to be attacking most of the time it's, it's the obvious choice he's got to play we got a JJ says here I don't have any issues with Costas playing he's very good we have to just give him the chance to shine trust me we'll be singing his praises and the runner games and the runner games thing yeah. there John that's the key thing isn't it because we, I think we've all and we're all I think Scott yeah. summed it up he's in and he's like oh and then he's out again and it's like yeah. he's, I, now he's going to play every league game up until Christmas we'll see what Jürgen does in the European games wherever he goes to like a youngster like Chambers or Scanlon or whatever he might that might mean make changes there but in every league game we're probably going to see Costas if he's fit the runner games thing now is that that's the important thing he's had one before really when Andy Robbo had a different injury a few years ago but he's never had that run in the team we're going to now see what Costas is and there's no excuses really is the is that he's going to play every game till Christmas like we're going to find out exactly what what his level is and what he is yeah and you know thing as well is like I think we've changed slightly how we play this season already haven't we in terms of what we what we were asking from him sort of last season season's gone we were, you basically wanted Robertson light which we got but I think we always sort of forget that he hasn't quite got Robertson's pace so we sort of put balls in front of him that he couldn't quite get to kind of thing um I don't. He's not quite been like a third centre half Robertson this season, but it's been a similar type of role. We've sort of asked them, and probably fits um, sort of the Simakas's you know uh, characteristics a bit more. But as I say, even then, like if we change, we'll probably play a bit on the left side. It's not no bad thing. I mean, I always think, and this is taken not away from Robert from Robbo, that I think Simakas is a much better crosser of the ball, and his delivery is brilliant. So it's like to have him suddenly in the team, and then maybe Nunes up front is a different sort of dimension to what we do, isn't it? Or or even if we're putting you know centre half up there on set plays kind of thing. So I think it'll. My only concern would be the fitness thing, as you say. But if we can sort of box the Europa League group off, so then maybe the last two games don't mean or you know don't mean as much, and we can put a youngster out and keep him fresh. All good. Next question, then Sam, I'll come to you. 
we know it's going to be Simicast, it's going to be Alexander Arnold, it's going to be Van Dijk, it's going to be Alisson in goal, obviously. Yeah. Who's that centre back? Matip's been first choice in the league. Canate's been the cup slash reserve, and he's been coming off the bench and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, how do you see this one going? I think I think the, the way the timing work with, with Canate come back from his injury has probably led to the whole the reason why it was that way round. I know they're very different players, but there's probably that not, not much between them for Klopp and his team. Maybe it's horses for courses, but now we've had that break and Canate's starting for France. Personally, I don't know about you lads, but I think Canate's got to be the guy. He was last year when we started before it, it all kind of fell apart injury-wise, but I think he's got to be the guy moving forward. And Matip hasn't been getting through 90s as well, so you need you know, you know need to keep him for the cup games. We need Canate playing 90 minutes in the weekend and him and Virgin Monsters they get going together. I think um, they'll be unstoppable in terms of both in the opposition box and defending. He's rapid, Kanate, isn't he? And we're playing four or seven games in this next period mm-hmm. against teams who are going to be the lesser opponents who are going to counter-attack. He's perfect, for, especially for the league games. I suppose as well, Scott, we mentioned before, but Calvert-Lewin might be the threat. Beto's the other one there. Yes. They're big physical lads. They're not like player on the... F- Matip, yeah. I think Matip's best attributes are on the floor. He reads the game really well. If everything is going to be bombs away towards these two lads, kick and chase and run and harry, it probably does... Probably suits Ibu more physical, quicker, like Sam says. Feels like it might be a game for Canati to get himself back in the team. Yeah, for, for me, Canati and Van Dijk, that's the best partnership. Yeah. Um, a lot of people do like Matip, um, but I still do see a lot of mistakes in him, to be honest. From Just sometimes, when he's on the ball... He, uh, he goes for them little runs and they sometimes they work do you know what I mean but let's face it we all we all have our heart in our mouth when, he, when he's doing it um, the few mistakes that Kanate does make he more than makes up for with his pace and, and the amount of goals that he'll probably stop so yeah it, for me it's got to be them too Kanate's got to get his run in the team again he's more physical um, he'll be able to deal with, with Calvert-Lewin in the air as, as well will as well as will Van Dijk um, so for me yeah it, it's got to be them too yeah, I think I wouldn't be shocked if it was. Let's move into midfield. It's funny, funny, Sam. I spoke to um, I spoke to the last one, Toffee, before, and then I was like, if Everton gets it on this game, I'll just do it. And they said, we just run the legs off the midfield. You have Garner, Garner Gay, Anana, Decore, three of those four, perhaps, and we just run and run and run and Harry and Preston. That, that was their way of getting around it. Um, and hope that Liverpool have an off day was kind of what Johnny who I spoke to from Toffee said. But look, if, if that's the case, maybe we'll see. But looking at Liverpool's midfield then, the last time... The lads played in South America and flew home. Mm. Alexis McAllister was one of the worst players I've ever seen. But I he was like, I'm not blaming him. He just got off an aeroplane, landed in, in Wolverhampton, and was just like, he was knackered. He was absolutely done. He got booked after about 20 yeah. seconds, and, could, and he got he got he got rightly got hooked off at half time. Um, it's been a bit different this time. They've been back a little bit longer. It hasn't been as quick a turnaround from, and he wasn't playing in Bolivia where it's like, yeah. you know playing playing on top of a mountain, but. Um, uh, you know, is it endo time? Is it still McAllister as a six? A lot, of, a lot was made of that decision after Brighton. Yeah, I think, I think before you've just said what you said, and I realised this the other day actually when I saw the results for the South American games. Oh, this is a day earlier than what I expected to see, and because it was the news was that Diaz missed the pen, and then I just kind of followed it from there. I was in the camp of it's endo, it's Gravenbach, it's Sobersly, obviously with Curtis being out, but. They're back a bit earlier. It's the derby. It's the first derby for some of these new lads. It's at Anfield. I think McAllister probably plays. Um, and it, the, the two mates that I just mentioned, most likely, would you agree to join him? Unless he goes Endo and puts Macher in the, t- the eight. Who knows? But every time I say Endo, he's on the bench. So I'm not going to say Endo. You're not going to start now. And that's, the thing. that's my thought, it's, anyway. It, it, it's, it's one of them, Johnny, because 
my, my thinking was actually I, I've got no issue with McAllister playing as number six in home games because Liverpool, like I said before, they're going to have tons of the ball. But if Everton are going to be uber physical and running chasing Harry, does that suit him? Does it suit an end? Though it, it is difficult really because I kind of feel a little bit sorry for Alexis and that he's been he's doing a job for the team and you can tell he's mm. not completely comfortable with it. But if you had to guess, really, he looks like Jürgen's going to back him and it looks like he is the man again in that position with Endo probably playing in, in midweek. Um, potentially. I think the midweek thing, I think, adds an interesting complexion to it because I think if you look at Endo or the games we've seen him in, I think you're looking at him thinking he's been signed for the bottom 10. You know what I mean? He, games where they're going to sit in kind of thing and maybe where they're going to be a bit more physical, we have him in the middle of the park and we have the other two lads ahead of him. You know what I mean? Um, I think if we weren't playing midweek, you'd sort of go Everton bottom 10, you know what I mean? Put him in. Um, maybe it's a slightly different complexion in the sense of you give him, like you say, this game off, he's just played for Japan, hasn't he, against was it Tunisia and Canada? Um, so And he's had a long flight as well back from over there. So, you know, maybe you give him it off and, you know, you start in midweek, look, look to be a bit more, you know, direct sort of in that game but um, I wouldn't be surprised if he started to be honest I think give him sort of going to be a bit light up front and you've got the thing of will he sort of start Diaz and Nunes and then look to maybe to hook one or will he sort of maybe put one on and then take one off give do sort of 60-30 it's one less thing for him to change if you know what I mean in terms of the South American lads isn't it if you put him on and you can have McAllister a bit further forward mm-hmm. you've got that extra dimension in attack we're going to comment here from Thomas who says Gravenberch has been excellent. Sorry, Gravenberch deserves a start. He's been great every time he's played. Well, have you made the Gravenberch a start then, Scott, to his career? He looks like, bar the, the miss at Brighton, which wasn't ideal. Yeah. Other than that, what have you made of him? Do you think he deserves a start tomorrow? 100%, yeah. I would 100% have him in there. I think tomorrow's, again, the perfect game because we are going to have most of the ball again. They're, they're not they're not going to be on us, but it's still a big game. It's still He's still in that atmosphere he's got to be thrown in at some point we, we've bought him for a reason he's got to be thrown in at some point for me I'd go with yeah Granbert Shabashlai uh, and McAllister as well yeah I suppose as well the, the earlier thing didn't quite work at Brighton I don't I, we had Josh on obviously doing, on the, the deep dive and he said you know I'm not sure you can have a world where McAllister and, and, mm-hmm. and Elliot are in the same midfield because then you are worried about physicality and also yeah. height of your team it is, it is still Sean Dyche's team like yeah. the set pieces, they're the you know the 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 land of giants. Some of them, if yeah. you think about how big a bigger team they are, you can't really go Elliot and McAllister. You might even throw Endo in this mix. You know, like mm-hmm. you, you might have to have a little think about the height of the team because we think back. As I said before about Everton last season. We scored, but it was seconds after they hit the post from yeah. a set play. Yeah. Like they've got Tarkovsky in there. They're good. They are, that's their threat. Again, I mentioned Beto and Calvert Lewin. So, just the height of the team might negate that. You know, Gravenberg, he certainly has that. He's a, he's a big lad. Mm. And I think Elliot was in there. It was, it was a weird setup we put up Brighton, was it, to begin with? And I don't see that this time. I see us playing the system we played for most of the season. Um, and yeah, I think, I think Elliot's a, a brilliant young player, bright spark, but I wouldn't be putting him in this type of game because he's not, he's not quick enough to play against that physical side to get away from them you know if, you, if you're small and quick you can get away from a player can't you I think he's a quality little talent but he's not quite there yet where you would put him in the mix against three four big brutes in midfield and they're going to be physical they have to be physical they're going to have to gamble Everton on the referee not giving early yellow cards that, that's what they're going to have to play on so yeah we're going to have to compete I, I think he's a super sub again hopefully so anyway um, but yeah I, I think going back to the midfield I think Gravenberch is, is physical enough McAllister can hold his own and Soberslay is definitely physical enough yeah. so yeah the only caveat to that might be what he does up front maybe that links into the midfield you know we've talked about it before Gakpo or Nunes and all that so but for me just isolating it on its own Elliot's playing the last 15 minutes for me Tim says he'd go Gravenberch Endo, Gravenberch and Soberslay McAllister off the bench if needed 
That is the thing, Scott, I'll come to you, is that Liverpool, don't worry about the goalie, but Liverpool have got three outfield players who have just done the trip to South America and back. Again, again, against what, a, a reference to what Sam says before, it, it is a little bit of a day area, but it is, a, it is something for the managers to think about. Do you want to start all three lads knowing that you might have to make or take all three of them off? Do you leave one or two of them on the bench? So it's, it's McAllister, Nunez, Diaz are the three who've all played and travelled back from South America in the, in the qualifiers. How much of an impact do you think that's having on his team selection? Yeah, obviously it's going to come into his thought process. Um, I think it'll be a little bit more with the front three, though. I feel, I feel like it'll be a little bit more Nunes Diaz, who's playing, who's coming on at, that, at what time. For the middle three there, I feel like McAllister is an important cog. Um, if you are going to play, say for me again, Gravenberch and Shobishlai, you need the, the little bit more technical. You need the little bit, the, the little bit that McAllister gives you, maybe that, that pass that someone else doesn't see. Um, so for me, yeah, I feel like it will come into his thought process, but just a little bit further up the page. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's, uh, let's talk about the face then. Up front, Salah plays, so don't worry about that. It, he's got two from four, really. Gakpo's trained once. Yeah, I can say he's going to see how he reacts there at his press conference. He's obviously just done it before we started speaking. It looks like he's going to be involved in the squad, whether it, we'll see if he starts or not, John. But he's got... He's got two from four there. Capo's nursing an injury just coming back and two of them have been in South America as well. It kind of probably points towards Jota being on the pitch. It's whether it's up front or on the left-hand side, really. Yeah, I think you might be looking at him just to do the hard yards, wouldn't you? Which In which case, maybe he'd start up front and sort of be dropping back into midfield a little bit. Um for me, it's more a thing of whether we're looking to sort of stretch the game with Diaz and sort of that pace in behind or whether we're going to go a bit more, I don't want to use the word conservative, but you know what I mean? Like a bit more sort of trying to try and play a bit of football and, and build build a move rather than try and get in behind them kind of thing. Um, for me, it's a game, you know, just 
it's just sort of touched on it there that it, the atmosphere of it kind of thing I think it's a game where you're going to see Nunes and you probably see the best of him to be honest he, he strikes me as that type of player who he's, he's a player for moments but also he's a player for sort of that atmosphere he likes being in like a bit of a cauldron so um, you know the, the kickoff time might slightly temper that slightly but um, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we start with Jota and Diaz and then at some point maybe after half time you see like a really explosive Nunes Does the Simakas wing play into this as well though Sam like whoever's going to be on the left and it's not Robbo it is Timakas behind him do you want to give him a bit more protection ironically that might be Jota although I'm not sure how, you know, his last performance on the wing he got himself sent off so I don't know but <laughs> It was a different game, I suppose. Does that play into it at all, or do you think it is? It just is what it is. I'm not sure the internationals play too much of a part now with it being them getting back earlier. I think when you've literally got 48 hours, because you got to remember when you go to Wolves, you come back to Liverpool, then you travel to Wolves, and sometimes you travel. I think he flew home. Yeah, and I hadn't even seen them before the Friday press conference. Yeah, just, they were playing Saturday morning. This time they had been back a couple. He was of days. in training yesterday morning, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. So, so this is what I mean. It's like he probably flew back slept on the plane and turned up for training just it's, it's it's a whole day ahead it, I just don't think it matters I think he'll go with if there's any injury concerns like a, did someone say Nunes had a, a bit of cramp or he, something he went, he, he went off with a bit of cramp but I think he's tired he's just tired and he runs a lot but I genuinely think it'll just be what Klopp thinks is best for this game I don't think um, the travel will play a part which is why we said it about McAllister um, I love Diaz Nunes and Salah I just think that's the explosive attack we want to see a lot Gakpo, I actually don't even think he's really that injured. He's probably just been given time to recover. But it may well be right. You know what? I know you're fit, Nunes. You play 60, and then we'll bring Gakpo on. That way, at least you're protecting Gakpo from maybe getting an injury because he hasn't trained for two, three weeks. But other than that, yeah, I, I, I don't know about Jota. Yeah, he kind of let us down, didn't he? You know, he might have to earn that that shirt back a little bit by coming off the bench. I, I wouldn't start him personally, me. I don't know about you, lads, but... Again, I, I suppose, Scott, the, the, the thing I always think with Darwin is... He likes the spacing behind, he likes the running behind. They're ever going to give you that problem? Maybe, maybe not. If Jot is the one in the box, you'd probably trust the mm. most. And is the ball going to be in the box? Like, that's the decision the manager's got to weigh up, isn't it? Yeah. Because I'm with Sam. I think the most exciting, if you if you just think about it from a pure excitement point of view, it probably is Salah, Nunes, Diaz. Anything can happen with those yeah. three. Uh, and we saw um, we saw it against Brighton. Liverpool, you know, got goals through that three, linking up well. But again, in a derby game, is it, is it a Darwin game? Do you think? I think, obviously, Nunes loves running in, in behind a little bit, but I also feel like he's a little bit of a presence through the middle as well. Yeah, he has been recently, you're right, yeah. With Simakas coming in, great crosser of the ball, a lot of balls going to be going in the box. Is Salah going to go and head one home? Is Jota going to go and head one home? Nunes is the only real sort of physical presence that we've yeah. got up front. So, yeah, I don't think it's only that little bit of behind that he offers us. So, yeah, again, for me, just coming on to what you were saying, Sam, these players, they're in luxury private jets coming back. They're sleeping on the plane back. They're coming home a day early. I don't. It's going to come into Klopp's thinking, obviously, but I think just you've just got to go full, full firepower. We've got five yeah. strikers there. We've got goals in us. It's, uh, it's, it's this season's probably the first time in a while where you're looking at people coming off the bench who, who can make an impact. Let's just go. Go for it. Yeah, mate. the five subs is a good yeah. thing. You can't, you can't just whip them off, can't you? You've got a comment here from Lam who says, Nunes just boss Brazilia, don't have it. And it is worth mentioning, though, isn't it, John? Like, he is full of confidence. You know, he's just mm. scored against Brazil and yeah. got an assist. The Uruguay's first win over them for, for a long time in qualifying. He'll, he will feel on top of the world. Darwin does feel like one of these fellas who you ride that wave of confidence in you because. When, he's, when he isn't playing well and when he's in his own head it looks like you can tell 
But when he's fit and he's fired and he's flying, you, you kind of maybe want to ride that wave. And he must be, he must have flew back from from his international duty feeling a million dollars. Yeah, you can tell how much he loves all of that. I mean, he clearly loves like playing for his national side and stuff. And he, he loves that sort of, you know, we talk about sort of the South American mentality a lot with the, with those players. And he, he clearly has that. He loves that sort of atmosphere and that sort of thing around the game. And, you know, he, he's been, you know, Scott's right, he's, he's been a bit of a different player this year. He's, he's, he's added sort of that dimension to his game where he was a bit, you know, where we kept using last season was chaos. You know what I mean? But he sort of added a bit more of a, a control to his game where he's, He's a bit more, um, again, I don't know who's the word conservative, but a bit more, you know, he, he times his runs better and stuff. Um, I, I just think he's such a handful. He's, um, he, you know, physical presence is exactly what I'd say. He's such, I, I would have no idea how to mark him if I was playing, yeah. even though they've got big lads at the back. Um, he's just such a, you know, if you do try and take him physically, he's quite strong, but then also he's got the pace to go in behind you. He's really tall, so again, on set plays, things like that. You know, and he's actually quite tidy in the build-up as well, which was the thing that I really hadn't sort of seen from him, even when he was, when we played, um, it was Benfica, wasn't it? He was playing from before we, before we had him. Um, you know, so he's got a bit of evidence to him and I think that, that can be sort of the thing that you want and especially like, he's given, my only concern with the game really I think is the kick-off time and he's the type of player who gets you off, off, your, um, off yeah. your seat, isn't he? You know what I mean? So It's a bit flat mm. and after grounds empty people haven't got tickets because maybe they, they could do a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, might as well move on to it then, Sam. We might as well have a little just think out how we, how we think the game's going to go then. Um, it does feel like, again, I, I speaking to Toffee, that's they're all, they're all, Sticking the worst, really. They, they can't see Everton getting too much out of it. It's going to have to be some type of performance from them to get it. How do you see it panning out? Yeah, I, I, I think we'll dominate the game. I think it'll be 20 plus shots, it'll be a number of corners. The, it's the early goal for us, isn't it? You know, an early goal against Everton will flatten them because they build themselves up so emotionally for this game. There's a big link between Sean Dyche and their director of football, you know, with, with, with Liverpool. Um, I, they've got all kinds going on with the ownership might not be in a few weeks but uh, yeah I, I think they're, they're emotionally fragile at the moment so if we if we get an early goal I think it, it could crumble them the longer we allow them to get in the game and get settled and feel at home obviously it becomes more of a problem but as I mentioned in the earlier part I just think our firepower is too much for anybody in this league bar City if we've got all five of them available I think whatever two come off the bench are top quality forwards and I think the scoreline may not reflect the results here. I think we win we win the game, but we'll batter them. It might not be 4-0 because they're plucky, aren't they? But I think we win the game quite comfortably in our eyes, if that makes any sense to you. I suppose we will, Scott. Like I said, I touched upon before, but if Liverpool have... It's fair to say, Liverpool's defensive record hasn't been brilliant this season. It's, it's been a bit, little bit easier at times to score. And that's if you're Everton, you're probably thinking just that one mistake or that one chance, that one set play we try and we try and capitalise on. Yeah. Liverpool need to be, you know, have their heads screwed on because giving stupid goals where like they did at Brighton, for example, against Everton, if you if you do go one down, you 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 are capable of coming back, but all of a sudden, if you think they were deep at nil nil, they they are on they're on the edge of the box at one nil, just saying, come on, have a go at us. Liverpool do need to be a bit more switched on at the back, especially at the start of games. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it would it wouldn't surprise me if if Everton got an early goal tomorrow. I wouldn't be. I don't think any of us would be surprised. But at the same time, like for me, I, I think it, it could be a good four-one tomorrow. Like at Anfield, it doesn't matter who's put in front of us. Even even City at times, like it could be any way of scoring a goal. I've seen us. We, we've all seen us some score some like incredible goals and some of the worst. Like I remember we beat Spurs two-one um, in the season. We nearly won the league. 
two or three years ago when it come off Vertonghen and yeah, Larissa yeah, scrambling. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, it's lucky, but we just somehow always find a way at Anfield. No one... That's the easy yeah. one bounced off the crossbar. Onto, yeah, onto yeah so the the edge. genuine. Any, the, some of the craziest goals we've seen at Anfield, and I don't really think it is any, any coincidence, the pressure that we put on teams, especially now, I just can't see any way of Everton winning the game tomorrow. Um, I, I, I think it'll be a good 3-4-1, even if we go an early goal down. I still think we're coming back. Yeah, the firepower's the key there. Yeah. I suppose you'd, you'd fancy us again, again, against most people. Um, just to, to round it up then, John, I'll come to you on it. Um, it is worth mentioning, it's the early kickoff, as we've all said a hundred times. What that does mean, and, and sometimes you forget this with Derby, it is a Premier League match. There are three points up for grabs. Mm. If Liverpool win the game, they go top of the league, albeit for a couple of hours. Obviously, there's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a few other games you know going on around it. But, you know, I know there's a lot of controversy around the Tottenham game, but they did lose that game. Then they drew up Brighton. after So, they could do with getting things back on track. They, you know, we don't quite know what Liverpool are doing yet. Are they a title challenger or the uh, Champions League place chasing side? We don't know yet. A win against Everton can if it puts you top of the league, or it does reaffirm actually we may that we might have our sights set on that rather than three games out of winning the Premier League and all of a sudden you're like, oh well, that might be a bit too far already. I mean, it is a big game just in terms of the table as well. Yeah, I mean that first block of games now is out the way, isn't it? And I think it's like something like twenty five percent, isn't it? Or something of the games for the season. So it's like mm-hmm. we're a fair ways in now to the point where like this 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 next run, this seven games or whatever you know, up to the next one is like it can be season defined really and you know, Europe obviously plays a bit of a part in that as well in terms of the group and stuff. But but um this 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 one of fixtures now is 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 quite good, really. I'd say actually we the Everton not not just because of where the game is in terms of being the first one back, it's actually probably the hardest game we've got coming up in the next few weeks. Um you'd fancy us to sort of be taking sort of maximum points from the rest of them. Um so you want to start as you mean to go on, don't you? You know, and we, we were, you know, I don't want to say we sort of shook hands on, on a draw at Brighton, but like, you know, we uh, it was the first game I watched this in where we sort of, we were a bit like, okay, like, you know, we, we haven't really, don't know what to do now kind of thing. And the games before that, we, we'd just been like so expressive and like, you know, it was a bit of a surprise. We weren't expecting it to see, see it work so well so soon. Um, so just get back to that, get in, you know, take it to them, take it, you know, my only thing would be just don't let them score. Um, first goal I think the first goal is important because I think if they score first they get the backs up a bit as, as you've sort of said um, and we'll drop deeper but um, I don't really see much really beyond sort of us winning and then as I say you take that into the games that are coming suppose looking at the fixtures Sam and how it pans out City have got Brighton at home tomorrow not easy but like it's a tough one Arsenal go to Chelsea uh, as well in the evening kick off and then Monday night Spurs host Fulham they're the three teams who are above Liverpool so yeah. far I'd say none of them are gimmies no. you'd, th- you'd expect City I always expect City to win at home it's not a given Brighton are decent mm-hmm. Tottenham probably should be Fulham Arsenal, Chelsea who knows but like if you win the derby and all of a sudden, I, w- I would be shocked, I might be wrong, if City, Arsenal and Spurs all won, yeah. you would think one of those is going to drop points in one of those three fixtures. I, I, if you get your win, you, you, you're, in, you're in decent yeah, position. I think Spurs are home to Fulham. Sure. I'm, I'm not fa- yeah, I'm not fancying Fulham. I think they'll have the extra break for training to get the lads back in. They're missing Basuma though, aren't they? Which, but I don't think Fulham are quite that side. They were at times last year. Arsenal, Chelsea, though Chelsea just won back-to-back games. A few players back from injury. <sighs> Could be a big game. Brighton City could be anything. Oh, mate, yeah. City will be like all the teams. The one team that has the ball more than them. (laughs) You're gonna do a bit more running. They're not gonna like that. So I think that's a crack at that game. Actually, I can't believe it's three o'clock. Yeah, baffles you, doesn't it? Yeah, Arsenal. You, go, you get to watch Arsenal, and you get to watch a bit of West Ham, Aston Villa. Because he doesn't want that on the TV. Don't forget the cricket as well. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the sporting world, isn't it? Right, then I'm going to wrap up there. I'm going to start asking you all predictions. I'll start this way and go round. So, 
Scoreline tomorrow, Sam, and give me a goal scorer as well. Yeah, I'll go 3 0. I think Mo Salah. It's on the score. I mean, there's a banker in it, really. I'd be shocked if he doesn't score <laughs> yeah. these days. I'd be shocked if he doesn't score these days, the king. Uh, I'll go 3 1 and Nunes. And what can I get from you, Scott? I'm going to go 4 1 and Shabashlai outside the box. Love that. He is brilliant. Mm-hmm. He's so good. We haven't even spoke about the, best, the, the yeah. two best players, Salah <laughs> and Shabashlai. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a given how great those two are. They both had decent internationals as well. So, yeah, fair enough. I think I said 3 1. And I think it might be the most Salah show. I think he's got, mm-hmm. you know, he's off the field. He had a few things to say this week as well, which, which as well. And I think yeah. he, he might just have a little bit of a, a fire in his belly. I could, I could see Mo Salah uh, having a wonder. I mean, because yeah, he's just brilliant, isn't he? So yeah, thanks very much, Sam. Thanks very much to you, John. And thanks, Scott. First, Debbie, I'm sure we'll have you back, mate. Yeah. If the comment section's anything to go by, mate, you're, you're, a, popular, <laughs> you're a popular guy. Um, I've had a few comments of it. I'm, I'm just here to watch Scott. Yeah, they've got a few of those on, mate. Send your number, he takes DMs. Yeah, there's another one. He's got a heart emoji from Hannah. Hannah's a fan. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm, looking, you, I'm looking. I'm looking for a couple for you guys now. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Sam to shut up. Is what he usually says. Anyway, can you just put the shot back on. Can you just put the shot back on? Steve's been working out. Come on, isn't yeah, no. <laughs> I said put him over there. Put him over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that. I mean, like, thanks very much. Me too. Absolute pleasure. I'm sure we'll have you on. Thanks all you guys for checking out. Like I say, we've got loads of content in and around the derby post game as well. So if you want to check that out over on redmenplus.com, got a special offer for you. If you sign up and use the code IMR when you sign up as a monthly cap you'll get two months for 50% so you're 50% off for two months that's the better way of saying it so yeah come and check out all of our amazing derby content over the weekend hopefully the Reds can get another three points and more importantly shut up the Blues see you all soon